0: Welcome back to another day, another vlog. <laughs> I'm trying to find things to do. That's my daily exercise, my jumping exercise. Uh, hope you're all well on day two, I think. It was day zero, I think they call it, yesterday. So day one today for lockdown for me. Um, haven't gone too stupid crazy. Just been busy actually doing photos to, for the next video. So up in Darwin, uh, looking good. Uh, Place I grew up swimming at, riding my push bike around every day after school with a uh, good mate Hatsy and Al Feeney. Uh, yeah, you know, like the back of my hand, know where the blowholes are, know where the crocs used to hang out, jellyfish, the jumping spots, all that thing, Nycliffe, Nycliffe area. Jetty is sort of my home turf. And uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it went out to Nightcliff Jetty and it should be a pretty good video, Got some really nice shots, some great long exposure there with a 32,000 Nissi filter, and uh, some beautiful waves crashing and some other really nice stuff. It's some beautiful coastline in the territory and it's a fantastic spot. Generally, it's weekends, uh, when I grew up was go down, take your fish and chips down there with the family and kick back and just relax over a few cold beers. So, yeah, looking pretty good. Some photos I've probably done, oh, this morning, probably four or five. Uh, as you know, I tend my editing of the photos is the longest process for me to get through. Uh, even with my presets and everything that I use, I'll still sit there and I guess try to make it perfect. I think I treat every photo as trying to drag the best out of it. And sometimes I've got uh, a photo you don't think looks good straight off in raw uh, when you when you actually get it out there and and clean it up and do the right things uh it really makes it shine so uh some good photos coming so that should be pretty good uh hopefully obviously it's saturday today i'm not going to get much done today i'm I'm sort of starting but i should hopefully want to get back on track to do it every every friday again or friday saturday Uh, So looking forward to getting this video out next week for you. I may even be able to do two over the next week because, well, I've got nothing else to do. So (laughs) Uh, see how we go with the photos. Uh, uh, Yeah, see what happens. But looking really good. Um, Other than that, I forgot to press go on my Coles order, my my shopping, my grocery shopping. Last night I thought I did, but I hadn't. So when I went in to try and add some stuff to it today, I realised it hadn't gone. So I'm not getting any food today. Damn it. <laughs> so anyway, I added those things on and made sure it's through and it's coming tomorrow after or tomorrow morning. So now, yeah, well, not much can do. Good news is I had leftovers from dinner last night. That was enough for lunch. So yeah, take away again tonight, unfortunately. And we'll go from there. But um, look, as I said yesterday, it's, there's a lot more people that are doing it tougher than me. Poor old sisters on lockdown six in Melbourne. A lot of all my friends in Victoria that are watching. Uh, yeah, do feel for you. Uh, definitely no fun. I've I've at least got probably twenty or thirty videos and my big hard drive here to back up. So I've got endless amounts of work. So it's really probably a good time to catch up for me. So it's not really that bad. I can't. I definitely ain't going to complain about it. Maybe day fourteen I might be going a little bit loopy after staring at photos for 14 days straight, but um <laughs> see how we go. Rightio, uh, we're going to talk about today in the the tech world. Well, we're going to talk about the, the new Nissan Z car has been announced, and strangely enough, well, um, oh, not strangely enough, we, we don't get much here in Australia anymore, obviously we don't have our own car market, we're a very small market for any sort of car, and with our uh, backwards thinking and backwards politicians uh we're not really looked on that well by most of the manufacturers unfortunately now there's new zed from nissan uh zed car from nissan is a very much a take with a vintage sort of a feel on the Z 240s and 260s and 270s um it, body wise looks amazing for whatever reason. And it's something that I I don't understand. It's probably been in the planning for say, I guess 10 years. Um, So hybrids, electric's only really taken off in the last three or four years. Before that, Musk was a lunatic. Now he's the second richest person on the planet. So it's only in the last few years that electric's taken over. So I can understand why they don't have an electric version of this but I can foresee anything new coming down the track has to have electric or minimum a hybrid. I mean, even a hybrid's a... Traders getting rid of the hybrid cars, they've offloaded the Prius, so it'd be strange to bring out anything other than full electric now. So this car looks fantastic. Now, it's borrowing the engine from the Q50 and Q60 Infinity cars, which you can actually get sort of in the grey market, grey aftermarket, uh, here in Australia, and I've seen a few of them and they're really nice, they're a nice car. Uh, it's a V6, twin turbo V6, um, I guess it's probably something along the line of a, a Nissan GDR engine, but a detuned one, not as no, obviously not as much grunt as that, but uh, it's a VR30DDTT, and look, it's gonna have plenty of grunt, 298 kilowatts coming out of it for a little car, that's gonna be plenty of punch going to have a choice of a six-speed uh, manual which is unheard of now i don't i don't think there would be too many new uh, young people that actually know what a manual is or want to drive one like even myself i at work we get the hiluxes and occasionally and you've got to drive the manual like oh she's got to switch that part of my brain back on um it's a little bit tricky in that regards six-speed manual seems to be sort of dying off with Speed cameras, over-policing, uh, rule-makers, basically taking all fun out of owning a car. I And I think I've said this a few times, it's really not worth having a car like a Lamborghini or Ferrari anymore anyway, because all you do is just go out and get fined and lose your license straight away. So a 6 seed manual on this, I can understand why. It's for those purists, the pure Nissan Datsun fans like myself. And it's also got a nine speed auto. I think that nine speed auto is going to be a bigger seller though. There will be the diehards, the old schoolers that do love that manual and will use it probably for drift racing and stuff like that. And I think that's where the manual will really go well. Um, it was uh, one of the best engines. It's been The engine has been voted really, really good engine or best engines you can get uh, several times over by a few different mobs. So look, it looks really good. Now it does have, uh, with that six speed, it's a close ratio manual training and it's gonna exceed the high performance clutch, carbon fiber prop shaft and launch control. So like it's, there is there, those purists are gonna get exactly what they want out of that car, so that's cool. Um, Refinements, you're gonna have push button start, adaptive cruise, rear view monitor, type A and type C USBs. Uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto mirroring, so that's cool. It's going to have front and rear sensors as well for impact avoidance, so that's quite handy. And it's going to have a 9-inch touchscreen in the display somewhere. No no prices or anything. Um, and even they're talking some, some uh, markets to have a Wi-Fi hotspot built in the car, which I think is quite handy um, nowadays. And I think we're moving towards that. And just It's very easy just to order another little chip and put it against your data plan and have your car as a hotspot. That would make things a lot easier. Um, now, it's not coming to Australia anytime soon, obviously. The first market that gets it is the American market and then it's going to Japan. American's going to have a performance car version and a basic version, and that'll hit Japan. And I think it depends on how well it sells in both those markets whether it gets sent abroad to uh, any other of the smaller markets, I guess. Now, it's probably gonna go up the Toyota Supra that is already out in the States and done pretty well. It's a nice, really nice looking car. Again, that vintage sort of feel, uh, fairly expensive with some some of them going up to like $80,000 just to get them because they just couldn't get enough of them. Uh, So this is probably gonna start off around the 50 grand mark. I'd say 50 to 80,000 US is probably about the right price for this in the States. And so that means if it does come to Australia, it's gonna be well over the 100 grand mark, uh, which is a little bit scary. Uh, And I think that's, again, reason why they haven't come here because it would just end up too expensive with that uh, import duty tax. Of 33% over $65,000 here in Australia. So it just does not make sense to Nissan. And so I completely understand why they're not going to bring it. I probably wouldn't do it either. You're not going to sell anywhere near enough to make any money out of the costs to do the safety programs for it and all the parts and training and. Uh, Dealership sort of type stuff, logistical stuff. So yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we'll see this one unless it becomes just a cult classic and sells like hotcakes in the USA and then Japan and maybe Europe takes it on and then a, and then the Saudis want some and they're right-hand drive, so we might get a sniff at it then. So see so, yeah, how we go. But uh, nonetheless, it does look very good, uh, very nice Datsun and feel to it, and definitely worth go check it out. Now, another one from BioLite, the Campstove 2. Um, actually, my brother got me onto this one and come up in one of my emails and it's quite interesting. If you're out hiking, it's definitely on the eco uh, train, I guess you could call it. It's called the BioLite Campstove 2 Plus. It basically turns fire into electricity. Now, we all know about solar powered and, and power banks and Zenju. We talk about Zenju here, that's running, running the computer for us as we, as we go on today. Um, the Super Tank Pro. Well, just imagine attaching a fire to this and using that fire to heat up, use the use the heat from that fire to charge this power bank, uh, and then you've got you can then power your accessories from it. And that's basically what this is. I guess I've put more information into the notes below. Go check it out. Uh, but it's pretty damn cool. It's um, a 3,000 milliamp battery, so it can do a full phone charge. It's got a LED dashboard on it. It's obviously um, oh, it'll help help burn wood like it'll burn wood like gas. So it's got fans in there, so it blows the smoke away. You can adjust help adjust your flame height with, with different fan speed settings. So it's a little bit funky in that regards, um, and pretty darn cool. I thought um, it's always nothing worse when you go to a campfire and you've got a, fire, a little fire there, and next minute you get a face full of smoke. Uh, well this gets rid of that issue and it's also gonna give you something to charge your battery. You're not just burning that heat off and really not going anywhere. You're gonna get something back from it at the same time. So quite handy and and if you are one of those people that does do a a photographer that's out camping a fair bit and you're wondering how you're gonna charge it on a winter's day or a overcast day if you're in those areas, well go check out the BioLite range, there's uh, All sorts of different ones that use the same sort of tech, Uh, use heat to charge a battery pack, and there may be something there that can really help you out uh, that just, where solar and other means just can't do it. So definitely go check that one out. Now Amazon, Uh, Amazon, (laughs) the old song, Radio Killed the Videos" or Video Killed the Radio Star. Well, I think Amazon killed the retail store. Now, full circle, Amazon is apparently looking at opening their own retail shops. It's a little bit weird, but I just, I, having to think about it, I can't foresee them having just a standard sort of a shop experience. They're not gonna have, you're not gonna have Amazon malls opening up everywhere. What I would imagine is it would be like a drive-through click, click and collect service. So basically you could order through your Amazon app on your phone or where you work, go online, order stuff that you need, and it can either get shipped to your local hub, and then you can pick it up when it arrives there, or if you need stuff like groceries and stuff. I know Amazon has groceries and stuff in the States. Uh, you could, on your way home, just drive through there and it's all bagged and tagged, ready to go, drive out. Like a petrol station, I can imagine like a petrol station area where a little elevator comes from down. You're scanning your access code with your Amazon app and then a, down comes your little air-powered or whatever. Uh, shelf, the, uh, what do they call them, the old, uh, Old waiters, they'll dumb dumb waiters or whatever they have in the old hotels. That'll that'll come down, and then you just pick your bags up, put them in your car, and then go home. So good to go. Um, I think it's good for. A, I think something like that could really work for them. I can't see them open a retail store with with staff. Their their warehouses are fully robotic. A click and collect, as I said, like a servo where this automatically drops in once you scan in. It could be roboticized, Is that a word? Mechanised. That's probably a better word. Um, So that could probably work. And I think it would also negate uh, getting, when you get parcels delivered, if you're not gonna be home, they're left on your doorstep, someone can steal them, someone could smash them, uh, could rain and wet them and destroy them, they're gonna send it back, get a new one, all that hassle. Or if you've got a hub within your local area uh, where you could get it shipped to there and have it on hold, and then you just go and pick it up when you get a message, text message saying, hey, your thing's arrived at your local hub, you can go pick it up, go pick up your toaster, uh, shoot over, pick it up on the way home from work, bang, bang, problem solved. Would also save Amazon a lot of smaller delivery costs too. So I think something like that may be the future of online shopping as well. It, It would assist them. I don't think we'll see something like a Walmart or a Kmart or anything like that type store. It just wouldn't work because that's what amazon's already just killed so yeah be interesting to see what ideas they have um that's my sort of thought i guess envision what i envision of it being and i think that'd work and it'd be pretty funky um and yeah let me know what you reckon it might be down below and that's about it um yeah not a massive amount of tech coming through a uh, little bit of R3. There's some new updates for the Canon uh, R5 coming through, so that looks pretty cool. Um, still no no full release date on the R3. All I'm hearing is September, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing that and seeing what it's like. It'd be great to get out to check out what it looks like in a store and get it to feel in the hand. It does look a lot smaller than that. if you look at Pete McKinnon's video where he compared it to. The Mark II 1DX, uh, it is a lot smaller. So, and I have held the Mark III, and that is a beast of a camera. And having my own 1DX, uh, it was a heavy, solid, rigid rigid camera, and it really felt really nice. Interesting to see what that R3 is like. Anyway, that's about it. Uh, We'll keep keep you in touch as we go. Another day, day one, done and dusted in lockdown. Thanks for stopping by. Great to see you all. Uh, Go get some merch. Starting to get to winter over in the States. You need a hoodie, a hat, many things on the channel. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you all again tomorrow. We'll be going this way, that way. Peace.